everyone and welcome to episode two of illogically sound the podcast where two boys just talk about something and i have a pretty crazy opinion about it so uh this is our second take at our second recording uh they don't need to know that i mean but maybe they do i guess for honesty this one sake. will be better no it won't um hey, hey twice the episodes half the quality yep we were really trying hard for this one for you guys as per usual i'm noah arnold and i am jacob donald bitter I say per usual as if this is a normal thing. I guess it is now that now that we've got a second episode. I mean, I would not say normal or regular in any sort of the word, but here we are. Nah, you know, it, it works well enough. To Maybe if it. we post every six months, it'll be regular. That's true. Um, Noah, you have our second quote. Yes, I do. So I did the same thing you did. Uh, I just kind of searched Pinterest for uh, for a quote, searched inspirational quotes. High quality quote and institution. I found, this, I found this fun anonymous quote that I don't think... Uh, it was from Dwayne The Rock Johnson, but mm. it had a fun picture of Dwayne The Rock Johnson behind it. So, you know what? Mm-hmm. Here we go. Here we go. The quote is, If someone tells you you can't, they're showing you their limits, not yours. I'll say it one more time. If someone tells you you can't, they're showing you their limits, not yours. So, when I first heard this, my initial thought went to well everybody has their own limits and there are limits that like everybody has like no arnold you are do not possess the ability to fly yeah neither do i neither you're just do telling me you're just telling me your limits how do you know i can't fly i'm it's not what i'm like human beings do not have the ability of flight that's fair like there are certain things that people just can and can't do and this like a lot of that you have like just have to listen to i can't breathe underwater or else I'll die. Mm. Um, so a lot of things when you say you can't, obviously you can't do. But I think more of the gist of this quote is it's it's the difference between uh, limitation and motivation. Uh, would expand on that. What do you mean? It's whether you take somebody's words, advice, hindrance, and take it as a limitation or see it as motivation to try to surpass it. Okay, I think I get what you're saying. Give me an example, though, just so I can... Um, it's the difference between you can't do something and you can't do something yet. Okay. I, th- I feel like that is the that is more the spirit of the quote as opposed mm. to like... It's, a, yeah, it's you, a very much a growth mindset thing, yeah. which is difficult, I know, for a lot of people. The whole being motivated thing doesn't come naturally to everybody. Oh, no. It harks back to our first uh, episode paper conundrum um, yeah. about writing papers early. Just... There's just no drive to do a lot of things if you can't see consequences against it. Mm. But this is more, um, I think this is meant to inspire confidence and motivation in people to do, to push boundaries and push their own limits. Which is understandable why it came up in like the top three results when I searched Pinterest mm. for inspirational uh, yeah, that's quotes. That's why it's an inspirational quote. Yeah, as opposed to, yeah. I don't know, like a dumb quote. Like, water is... What, who is, but we, those sorts of things. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I get you. Mm -hmm. I feel you. That's poetry right there. No. 
It's beautiful poetry. We're not in a coffee house, and I don't have any bongo drums. I mean, you don't know we're not in a coffee house. I mean, you do. I mean, I do. That's we're not. We've, we've we're not one location. We're not in a coffee house. I'm sorry, everyone. That would be very noisy. Um, to try to record where were you? Where were you going with it? Where do we want to take it? Uh, with the quote. So yeah. that was my initial thought as well. Mm-hmm. Like the, well, like I can't fly. And if someone tells me I can't fly and I'm like, you're just telling me your limits. And then I try to jump off a cliff while I'm just going to die. Mm-hmm. I'm not really going to fly. And then I kind of went to where you're thinking that it's supposed to be like a motivational, like just because they, like, they don't think you can do it doesn't mean that you can't do it mm-hmm. or that like you can't do it yet. Uh, but there's also the idea of sometimes when people tell you you can't do things, it's not because they don't believe in you necessarily. It's because like they understand because sometimes you don't understand your own limits mm-hmm. and sometimes other people understand your limits better than you do. So the, I think the quote should be uh, taken with a very large grain of salt. For example, let's say, you know, you're lifting, let's say you're doing a squat. Just one. You're doing, a, you're, I'm only doing one. <laughs> yeah. You're doing your max squat. Do I get a cheeseburger afterwards? Maybe. Okay. And that's your motivation. I'll do a squat then. Is a squat for the cheeseburger? Uh, it's, am I squatting to the floor to get the cheeseburger? No. Uh, no, you're just doing a regular squat. You're trying okay. to see your max. Okay. And uh, six you know, pounds, everyone. You know, and you do you do your max, whatever it is. You know, let's say six pounds. Let's say six pounds to your max uh, for squat. Mm. And you do your squat and you're like, you know, I can tell you're really struggling, but you got it. And you're like, I can add more weight. I can do it. And I'm like, bit, mm. you shouldn't do that. You, you like if you like I can see that you will break if you try one more mm. and now some people might take that as a challenge some people might say yes you can do it it's mm. a mental thing but sometimes uh, just because you can do a thing doesn't necessarily mean you should or it is beneficial to do a thing okay uh, and I think that is, I think th- that's the example mm. that came to my head uh, immediately and ever like another place my thought process went with this quote is it kind of shows how people like your everybody's perspective is different everybody's like made up of different experiences talents abilities all this mm-hmm. sort of thing it's the you're unique and perfect just the way you are but just more realistic like you're just different than everybody else because you were raised differently you have different genes you went through different experiences mm-hmm. and so really the only way you can make a prediction or an inference about the world around you is from your experiences. So oftentimes a lot of people who's like in the situations where people say you can't do it, it's not that they're trying to detract you. It's more that they're you're just reacting off of all this stimulus you've received through your however many years of life. And it's your best guess at the time yeah. from what you've seen. Yeah. I think it's very strange to say along those lines, I think it's very strange to say that like they're not showing you your limits they're showing you theirs which mm. it, i don't think is necessarily true just because like it's not it's not so much their limit as like their perception of yeah. your limit mm-hmm. based off of what they've experienced and seen. yeah which i can so like i can see how you could mm. drag that into like their limits but like i'll bet you could squat a lot more than i could and so it's been a long time now. it has been a while but uh you know if i'm like I can only squat four mm. and you can squat six. Mm-hmm. You know, you're about to squat six. I'm like, I don't know, but I can only squat four. I don't think you can do it. But that's not the that's... situation this is ever used though. That's also like, true. Just because my friend John can only jump four feet. Doesn't mean I can only jump four feet. 
That's like, communism. Mm-hmm. That's not communism. I think that's communism. I mean, if we're all equal. In the end, in the end, if when communism reaches its full, full communism. Yeah. If I can only everyone jump. will only be able to jump four feet. Yeah. And that's, every, that's the max. That's the limit. That's, that's the minimum the, as well. That's also the record. Congrats, <laughs> everyone. Congratulations. Um, you can jump four feet. So do you think in in a situation where you hear someone say that you can't do something, do you think it's more for your benefit or for your for your detriment? I think nine times out of 10, for me anyway, they tell me I can't do a thing in order to help me see my limits yeah. in a sense. It's usually not malicious. No, it's, mm-hmm. I, I rarely hear someone, unless it's like, I'll bet you, bet you can't do that. Yeah. Like we're, we're being idiot guys yeah. and we're going to, like, I bet you can't eat that whole frog in yeah. one bite, you know, mm-hmm. like that's, it's, it's strangely competitive, this quote. It really, it's yeah. very individualistic and competitive because it, it very, it pits your detractors as malicious mm-hmm. as opposed to people who are actually trying to look out for you. And maybe the idea is that uh, not so much that the people that are trying to help you uh, aren't trying to help you and that they're being malicious. Maybe it's the idea is to take the people that are being malicious and to spin that and be like, no, you, you. it's, it's, it's trying to be inspirational. Yeah. Or it's, it's absolutely but, trying, <laughs> but it kind of, it does pit everybody who's trying, maybe trying to help you. If you say it's nine times out of 10 or just most of the time, it really makes those people see like, seem like they're not looking up for the real you or mm-hmm. something like that or the best you, you, so they're, they're not going to let you be all you can be. And you gotta, you gotta, uh, what's the thing with the haters? What's the what's the quote? Haters gonna hate. Yeah, that thing. And like, I'm just gonna shake, 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 yeah. shake them off, mm-hmm. shake them yeah. off. Whoa, whoa, I think. Are we gonna get Ooh-hoo. copyright struck? No, we didn't sing it, so that's fair. I mean, I what if I put in a clip, a little clip? Don't put in a Swift. clip. I'm not giving all my. All, I'm not gonna give all our royalties to Taylor Swift. Not yet, at least. What royalties? If we're not making money off of we it, do we like, have to pay royalties? We got like 25 listens off this last. We got, okay, last I checked, we had 32 listens. Oh, boy. That doesn't count all the times. Actually, no, that does count all the times that I shouted, uh, hey, Google, play my podcast uh, while I was in somebody's room so or bes- at, at my phone. So everyone besides uh, Noah and myself who listened, actually, thank you, though. We do appreciate it. Oh, yeah. no, it's, um, And it's the the feedback has been... Super awesome to hear. Where were we? Uh, someone tells you their limits. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> the, you know, the, like, yeah, the, the, whole, quote, the, the quote, the quote yeah. that we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Noah, what are your limits? What are my limits? What are your limits? Okay, what are we talking about? What kind of limits? I don't know. What are your limits? What are my limits? Um, Not your speed limits. <laughs> my speed limit's like four miles an hour these days. But. My speed limit, 65 what and a 45. You, like... What things can't you do, Noah? What things can't I do? I mean, I can't fly, but that's an unrealistic thing. I mean, like you could get your pilot's license. That's true. So I can't fly uh, autonomously. True. Is but that like, the phrase? Is that the word? I mean, I guess. We get what we mean. <laughs> I mean, we get what we mean, but we've been wrong about terms before. That's true. Mm. Like the, the, ah, shoot, what was it on the, the last one? The rope, we talked about ropes. The, the rope thing. Yeah, what are they called? It's cataloids or something like that. <laughs> cataloids. I think we got it wrong a second time. Whatever. Catenary? Catenary. Yeah, that's the word. Ah. 
<laughs> it's not the word probably. It's totally the word. <laughs> I know. It's yeah, got to be like, the word. Maybe not. I'm not checking Google though. No. And I won't put it in the show notes. All right. Sounds and we're good. not allowed to check Google. Whatever. Did we talk about them in the last episode? Yeah, we did. Okay. What are your limits, Noah? What are my limits? Um, I mean, I can only get a podcast edited in so much time. It's not what I'm talking about. What well, are, like, what I are, think in, in a sense... I mean, yeah, but In like, a sense, like... So we set a goal for ourselves. We set a goal. Uh, for when we wanted to get the podcast out. I'm not going to tell you guys when. Pipe dream. It was, it was a pipe dream, though. We tried to get it out at a certain time. Uh, suffice it to say, it got out much later than we initially intended it to get out. Obviously. As seen by the six-month delay between recording and posting. Mm. And, you know, we had this idea like we're gonna get it done in this amount of time and maybe i could have done it if i had like hardcore prioritized getting this done but like i didn't quite understand my own limit there as Mm. to how like how effectively i could do this how quickly i could do it Mm. um how much time i would be willing to take to do it Mm. you know yep but that's not what i'm talking about okay what What are you talking about more what are some artificial limits you put up for yourself or restrictions or things that you just won't do things that i just won't do i don't know i know there are like social situations you know like what you, you get awkward and you're like i don't like you definitely could do a thing but you don't want to do well, the I thing. just like tell me about it like tell uh, me something uh so i can tell you one right now um i don't know what was your example like i'm like for me personally i'm not going to drink until i'm 21 it's never been an interest to me. That's not like something everybody yeah. like holds the standard. And I'm not saying I'm any more holier than thou for doing it. It's just never been an interest to me. Mm-hmm. And it feels a lot better to me to obey the law than it does do anything else. Yeah. Uh, what else am I not going to do? I'm not going to, I'm probably not going to attempt to go, like, I'm not going to try to go 85 on the interstate. Like, when it's like 60 yeah. it, like, I, I don't ever feel the need to drive like a fast car like that I I can get there when I get there mm-hmm. like maybe I'll go the flow of traffic but I'm not I don't ever feel the need to push it I'm not gonna eat beets anymore because my mom made us a beet loaf when I was like in fifth grade and it turned all purple and it was really gross and I just have never liked beets did it turn your poops purple no, it actually the color cooked out, but my mom showed us a, it in the freezer, and it's just this uh, purple meat. Yeah, no, that's not fun. <laughs> no, my mom's funny, but like just like stuff like that, I'm just not gonna do. No, like what? Fine. Like what things? I like that for you. Oh, what things? What things am I just not going to do? That's what um, I yeah. Like okay. you know the question I asked like yeah. five minutes ago. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know. I guess I took it in a slightly different. Nah. In a slightly different situation. More uh, be specific. What am I not going to do? I can eat squash. I don't you like, like squash. I don't. I hate squash. Why? Because there's something about the texture. I'm sorry, mom. Uh, there's something about just the texture and the taste. It just it. How much? How much squash were you forced to eat as a kid? Enough. Enough. In that. <laughs> Period. Enough. <laughs> like. No squash is gross. I totally agree. Yeah. Every. Maybe I'll so, get older. And I applaud my parents and for doing this. They did, they did the right thing, but. You know, every meal, you know, we'd, we'd always have a vegetable mm. with our meal. And sometimes it was squash. I hated squash. Mm. And she's like, can't can't leave the table if you finish your squash. 
And like, it wasn't even that much squash either. It was like maybe, right? it's maybe like three like, spoonfuls of squash. Like, right? <laughs> but I taste it. And I'm like, I can't hmm. do this. I refuse to do Dude, this. Just put, I've learned just put salt on things. Just like eat salt so many times. Like, just put salt, all those disgusting vegetables. And then, or just put butter and garlic salt on them. It makes everything taste better. Hmm. Um, but I know you don't like salt because remember, remember sophomore year? Um, <sighs> when I ate a spoonful of salt and, and then, then I threw, threw up, up half a pizza. <laughs> oh, that was so bad. I'm so Awful. sorry. I'm so sorry we made you do that. No. Um, you see, actually, here's the thing. Most of the time, salt doesn't bother yeah. me. Like if I salt my fries a bit, it's whatever. Yeah. But under very specific situations... Like if I have just a little bit too much salt and just a little bit too much water, mm-hmm. and the water's a little bit too warm, okay, warm water, it yeah. makes that it makes that gross saline solution. Is it from that? I'm not see. I'm not sure if it's just like a saline solution thing, okay. or if it's because my mind's like this thing happened before. Uh, mm-hmm. This is what's going to happen again, and I get like just a little bit queasy, gotcha. but it's not bad. Mm-hmm. Normally, because I stop myself before yeah. I get any worse. Mm-hmm. I'm like mm-hmm. well like that that brings me to another thing that i want to like that was during a truth or dare and i mm-hmm. i have i think for it's been going on five years four or five years now i've never i, I will not do a dare or truth or dare I, really? i'm not comfortable with it i'm not comfortable with like forced public embarrassment i'm super okay with doing it myself oh yeah that's that i don't think people yeah. understand what do you I, th- I think some people don't understand that. Like, oh, you did you did this thing. It's like, yeah, but like I did that out of my uh, own accord. Under my own terms, I, you mean I wrote that thing myself and did it myself? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I didn't like I'm not gonna choose to run outside of my underwear. Mm-hmm. But I'm st- I might choose to I don't know. Yeah. I would I have done stuff like that in the past and it doesn't make me it just makes me feel bad and I hate making people do stuff too. Yeah. Like I don't know. At some point, it's like that, and then I don't like mean pranking people because there's a fine line between being funny and being mean. Mm-hmm. Anything that causes someone more than like a five minute inconvenience is more mean than funny to me. And go like just dares in general. Just it's just like it's repeated over and over, especially if it's not with a group of people that you're comfortable with. Oh, like yeah. if I'd have to do something where I'd have to embarrass myself in front of, especially like older people. Or like people I don't know, hmm. it's never interested me. Like for like for the past four or five years, it scares me. Not that I have some glorious self-image or anything like that. Yeah, no, but I, I totally get mm-hmm. that. But then that begs the question: Are there certain truths that you won't answer? I will answer anything to the right person. Okay, I mean, like that's. I mean, you could say that. Yeah, like anybody. But I will be a, a fairly open book to anybody who asks. To a point, like if I'm good enough friends with somebody, I'll tell them anything. Yeah. Pretty much, but like, I'm not just going to come up to somebody and reveal their deep, my deepest darkest secrets to them. Mm-hmm. Um, that takes time. However, it's weird because sometimes, have you ever had that happen where you just kind of do that to some random stranger? What do you mean? Like, you just kind of open up to them. Like, you just kind of tell them, like, even if it's just like, oh, it's just kind of how you're feeling, and it's like maybe like you're just kind of being cordial with somebody. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe it's like on the bus or something like that, or on a subway train, or like in a bookstore. And like you just strike up a little small talk and it gets a little more personal than you want it to be. I've had that happen, happen to me a couple of times and I don't know why I do that. It's an interesting situation uh, psychologically because sometimes I like I get that. Mm-hmm. And I think it might be because like you've got <clears throat> stuff on your mind that you want to like get off your mind. Mm-hmm. 
but you haven't been able to unload that with a close friend yet. And so it's there in the forefront mm -hmm. and you see this person and like no offense to that person, but they are very inconsequential in your life. There's no way they're going to. It doesn't matter if I tell them like, who are they going to, yeah, like, exactly. how's it going to impact my life? Are you saying I have repressed feelings? No, I'm saying it's possible to have repressed feelings and that might be part of it. Not, are, you not that I'm are you diagnosing me right now? I'm Dr. Arnold. I'm diagnosing you with potential occasional uh, repressed feelings. So make me uncomfortable, Noah. No, um, I can understand that. It's not like I've had, I've, I'm scarred by my checkered past or anything like that. I don't have some weird brooding backstory, but you're not the like Batman. Things, like things have happened, hmm. and like, it's, but it's not like I want to tell these people these things either, or like I'm yearning to tell my my friends about this. It just like happens. I wonder it's if that's weird. something you tell yourself though. You know. Are you saying? Are you saying? Am I? Are you? Are you diagnosing me right now? I don't know. I'm just. I'm giving. Uh, I'm giving possible possible things for what might be happening. Am I my my own worst enemy? I think everyone's their own worst enemy in I mean, a sense. Yeah, hundred percent. Because you know everything you've done. Oh yeah. You're a naughty boy, Noah, and you know that. <laughs> don't call me a naughty boy. <laughs> I was listening to Hello Internet a while back. Okay. And one of those podcasts Noah yeah. listens to. That I hear so much about, but I've never listened to. <laughs> Probably a good, a bad on my friend. It's a good podcast. If you okay. enjoy this, you might enjoy that. Or if you um, don't enjoy this, listen to that instead. Yeah, it's a better version of this, essentially. But they were talking. So when they edit the podcast, like they'll, if one of them does swear at one point, mm -hmm. like they'll censor out the swears. And they were talking about bad words. And then one of them used the phrase naughty words. And the other one got, I don't remember exactly when this was or what episode it was, but like he got very uncomfortable with using mm -hmm. the word naughty. Mm -hmm. And the other one was like, nah, it's fine. It's just, it's just naughty. And as a joke for the rest of that episode, then they'd censor out whenever anyone said naughty. Because it's, it's a very strange word. Naughty. Do you not, do you not like naughty? It's, it's a weird word in American English because it implies a lot of things. Mm -hmm. uh, I feel like in British English, it's not as naughty to say naughty if that makes any sense how old do you have to be before naughty becomes weird it's, is it like 11 12 is it once you hit like middle school age and you start getting weird i think it's once it... you, i think it's puberty i think it's once you hit puberty <laughs> then naughty becomes a naughty word okay and that's the other thing if somebody says like hey now that's a naughty word don't say that like that doesn't weird me out but if someone calls me naughty i'm like don't call me naughty unless it's santa and even that there are, there are exceptions to everything because consistency will get you uh, if you're trying to be consistent with anything. Do you know how I knew, like how early I knew I was just a bad person? It was like the third grade when I was like, I know Santa's not real because I, I would be on the naughty list and I know it for sure. Dang, I think we might have talked about this. Yeah, I, I was a naughty that's boy. That's very self-aware very early. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's probably bad. Probably not a good thing. And I doubt you were that naughty of a boy. Uh, but I knew I was a naughty boy. I mean, comparatively, anyhow. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to diagnose you with like a crazy guilty apparently, conscience and maybe, that, maybe you, that leads apparently to you. you have i'm so. diagnosing you with uh possible occasional regressed feelings repressed feelings not regressed regression feelings. of feelings yeah. i'm gonna prescribe uh i don't know can you just prescribe gummy bears please <laughs> i love gummy bears okay gummy bears or gummy worms sour gummy worms okay i'm not i'm not weird no here's the thing gummy worms have and maybe i've just had bad gummy worms but they're always weirdly stiff like they're weird, uh, okay, weirdly tough. Okay. 
that's why you never get the the regular flavors. You always get the sour ones that are a little more pliable and fun to play with. Like, cause the the hard, like semi clear ones are those ones. The ones yeah, that, yeah. Those ones are gross. Like whenever you get like dirt or whatever, you know what I'm talking about, yeah. right? With the whipped uh, cream the dirt and the Oreo. And, yeah. Ooh, yeah. yeah. And then there was always don't a worm in it. I'm like, what? I don't want this worm. And everyone's I like, what? Dessert, you don't want the worm? No, I love dessert. And I'm like, don't get me going on dessert. It's a, I'll tuck your ear off about dessert. I know you will. <laughs> but like, I don't like sour candy. Like anything that's like, it's like sour, sour and spicy stuff. If it's more mm. than just like your standard mild or whatever, I don't really like it because it's like, I'm just tasting yeah. badness. But if it's just like a little something like, you know, your sour, bright, trolley gummy worms. Yeah, you yeah. Know, those those are, are good. Like those are good. And they're a lot easier to eat. Mm-hmm. Probably worse for your teeth. Oh, yeah. When I was in eighth grade, when I, but right before I got my braces, I had, I had like every single one of my molars redone because wow. I, I was a bad boy and i didn't brush your teeth yeah which is stupid if you have, if anyone out there ever has kids make your kids brush their teeth because a it's expensive and two it just saves like so much numb face and sitting at a, in a dentist chair for them when they get older and have to hate it i hate having numb fit like your numb they get all the novocaine or whatever oh yeah and, i uh, I've never had... Th- Actually, no, I take that back. I had my wisdom teeth out, so mm-hmm. that was weird. I was a bad boy, so they gave me the... I don't know if it's Novocaine, but they give you the local anesthesia, and yeah, your face and you gets all numb. you can't feel anything. It's kind of like you have a stroke. Yeah, that, um, that was I the weirdest like part that. of getting... Cause yeah, they, getting wisdom teeth I hate out. it because I can still feel it, too. I can mm-hmm. still feel when they're like... like... You don't feel the pain, but you feel the pressure. I hate it. I hate it. And then you can hear it, too. Yeah, and you're like, they're taking off my teeth, and then you have to feel weird about that, and then they then your like mouth gets all dry, and mm-hmm. you're like... Yeah, and then I've... and then they squirt the water in there, and then they like I don't know how to do that. And they right. suck it all out. I don't know how to do that right because they they stick the the vacuum in there mm-hmm. or whatever the little sucker thing. Yeah, and then it gets all the water, and then like your tongue just like feels around it and like gets sucked up in the hole. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I, I can't do. It. I feel like I'm so there's a way to do it, and I always do it wrong. I feel like that's every person. It's nobody <sighs> it's, will ad- nobody said. will admit it, mm-hmm. but it's or everyone feels that they're unique there. Yeah. Like oh, I can't do I can't do the thing right. Nobody can do the thing no, right. Nobody can do the fun thing. fact. You're if not you as, can, you're not as if cool you as you can you do the thing right, uh, tweet at us. Don't tweet at us at Ill Sound Podcast. If that's the first tweet we get, I don't want to look at it. I don't want to. I'm going to delete my Twitter. Illogically Sound Podcast at not Illogically Sound Podcast at gmail.com Please let us know if you can do the the, the thing or the, the the vacuum and when they grind your teeth off. Yeah, you can, with the when water. They, when you they can put do the water right. in your mouth, you, and they, you know what we're talking about. If you can do it right, um, I was such a bad kid at the dentist. Really? Yeah, my mom hated bringing it because, like, I think I don't know if I've said this before, but I've I've had a really I have a really active imagination, mm-hmm. like especially more a lot more so as a kid. Like, I'm afraid of heights because, like, I can just envision myself falling off of a. Uh, a ledge or, or a roller coaster or whatever. Yeah. So I went to roller coasters. And the dentist was just like that because I don't know what they're doing. They're fiddling around in my mouth. I can't like control it. There's pain. So I'm obviously I don't like that. Yeah. I was so bad. They had to put me under for a cleaning. Wow. Yeah. And I, I can still remember the lucid like dreams I was having during it because on the, they had like pictures on the ceiling you could look at. And one was like a family yeah. of ducks. And my vision was I was <laughs> vision. <laughs> It means something. No, like the dream, whatever I was having, is that the dentist started floating, and then I started floating, and then the the picture of the ducks appeared on my TV screen, and then I was home, like short and sweet. <laughs> but uh, 
that's how I got through my cleanings and like my x-rays and stuff because I was all drugged up. Wow. And I was because I was a naughty boy at the dentist. I was not, I was a very sensitive kid. The only time I remember being like drugged up like that was getting my wisdom teeth out like two years ago. Yeah. And just uh, my mom was kind of sad because there weren't any funny stories Mm. uh, to go along with Uh. me being drugged up. The only thing that I remember about it is uh, besides napping a lot was I woke up in the middle of it for just a little bit. It was kind of hazy and they were, you know, they're feeling around in my mouth and I can feel that. But then, you know, no pain. And I'm like, guys, you're drilling in the wrong place, guys. Those are the ro- guys who <laughs> take out the wrong teeth. teeth. <laughs> That's funny. And they're like, hey, go back to sleep. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> um, my friend, when I lived, before where I live now, like when I was in grade school. Yeah, okay. Um, my friend at my church, he told us that he broke his nose like four times as a kid. Dang. And like a couple times it was either like he ran into a pole and broke his nose. And so he had like get it fixed. And one time... He said he woke up during the surgery and they they had a hammer. He said they had a hammer like held up about to like hit his nose back into place. And he was like, oh. And they were like, just like that, like go back to sleep. I'm pretty, yeah, I'm pretty sure. That's scary. And then, uh, <laughs> and then he went back to sleep and apparently fixed his nose. So that's what they got to do, right? When you break your nose, they got to re-break it so they can set it. Yeah. And I don't know if that's how they do it or if they got it quick enough or if you just like dream that or whatever. But that's funny though. Mm-hmm. That's really funny. I'm scared at this age to do go like I haven't got my wisdom teeth out. I'm scared to go under drugs. Really? Like that because I don't know what I'm gonna say. That I get I'm that. I'm so worried about that. I totally like, get that. Like because I'll be like with my mom and stuff too, mm-hmm. and like who knows what's gonna come out of my mouth. And that I guess maybe that just plays into my whole. I don't want to be. I don't want to not know what I'm doing. I've talked. I've, ta- I've talked to you about this before. Yeah. Um. But like, I don't like. That's part of the reason I don't want to do drugs or like alcohol mm. really at all because i don't like my i don't want my you mental you at least don't want to get like i don't like the drunk. thought yeah i don't like the thought of my mental state being like altered to where mm. like i'm a different person that's it, it that scares me so much because like i don't know who i am then like i know how crappy of a person i am like now when i know what i'm supposed to do and doing it scares me to think if i didn't have like if my inhibitions were lowered it's an interesting conundrum mm because the way I, th- I think about that the exact same way. I'm like, I don't want to be someone that I'm not. But yeah. Yeah. if my inhibitions are gone, is that the real me then? Is that like, do because some ba- people say like, like, man, when you're on drugs or when you're like, is that when you're you? super drunk mm-hmm. and you've got no inhibitions, like that's the real you, man. And I'm like, I don't like the idea that that's the real me. Maybe that's mm-hmm. like the basal me. Yeah. But, but like, that's you without all. Your, the context of your experiences and like what can go wrong. And that's as much you as anything else is, mm-hmm. I think. So like, even if that's like base Noah, base bit, I don't know if that's a, it's not necessarily a better state. Yeah. I wouldn't want to go back to gen one Pokemon. No. And it's not necessarily a more, a more real you either. Starter Pokemon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I like that. I like that phrase, like the base you, because yeah. like you've built on that base. Over time, yeah, uh, you've mm-hmm. become you know a better person as Hopefully. opposed to the some people in this room maybe not as much as others. There's only two of us in this room. I know I'm talking about me. Do you have something you'd like to confess on the no, podcast? No, I'm not talking about this anymore. <laughs> though I probably will. I get that though. The whole like not wanting to be, I guess, reduced to that state. Yeah, is it a is it a reduction or like a transformation? Like back to like. Who that person is 
Because I know, because I, I can, I know I can be a jerk. Yeah. At times, like mm. whether I intend to or not, and maybe when I'm less inhibited, any thing that's keeping me from being a jerk might just be lost to the wind. You know. So I don't, and I don't like the thought of altering it in like that way, where I can like impact other people and then also impact my reputation in other people's eyes. Mm. There's one interesting distinction that I will make between going under and having having the funny gas mess with your brain and yeah. like getting blackout drunk or whatever and doing having some alcohol or doing some drugs <sighs> doing doing some drugs i said that in the whitest way possible i will take some drugs please if you have them ah uh, hello sir yes i see you have the drug uh with you could i have <laughs> could three, i have, could I have, could I have one can i have one please <laughs> Um, I will give you money for drug. Uh, but in my head, there is a difference between being uh, like your inhibitions being gone for a mm. bit, which there it is. The first one. This Don't episode. comment on it. Just let it happen. <laughs> Just look at me in the room. Let there be silence. But the distinction that I make, and I'm not saying that I want my inhibitions to be gone. Yeah. Is that uh, like if I get blackout drunk then my inhibitions were gone and i also don't remember what i okay. did because if i can remember what i did then at least if i did something terrible i can apologize for it mm -hmm. but if i don't remember and i have to rely on other people mm -hmm. telling me like hey you did this thing last night and that was awful yeah i'm like i think ah like should, and it scares me that, that i wouldn't should remember scare it. people i don't know like I, I feel like it does a lot but it, i think it should scare people to like a great degree like that you don't know what you're doing but you still do stuff yeah like that should scare drunk people and sleepwalkers yeah but and i i understand the notion that stuff like that will loosen people up mm. but if you're like that's there's a line then where that you become dependent on that to that's be also true a loose open person and you really have to watch that yeah. because you you are more than just the loose you who has a couple of drinks in them. And maybe like that takes a lot of personal development to get past that. Mm. I mean, there's a lot of fun you can have when you're not inebriated too. Yeah, you should not have to rely on that. Because when, yeah, once you become reliant upon that to break out of your shell or whatever. You have a problem. Yeah. And you should... I say this as a terribly socially awkward person and <laughs> someone that... Uh, someone who has a lot of social inhibitions. But... It's something that you should work on over time as you, you should break mm -hmm. down. You should be working to break down your inhibitions as opposed to taking the, the easy way, I guess. Yeah. And getting something else to do it for you. Yeah. It's, it's doing something tough as opposed to like something, doing something that like numbs all the parts you don't like. Mm -hmm. It's artificial and like real reconstruction of your like whole personage. And that's a hard thing. It's a hard thing to buckle down and rebuild yourself i'm reading uh 12 rules for life by jordan peterson right now very yeah. slowly <laughs> very slowly i get that i res i respect the man as a psychologist a lot i watch a lot of his youtube stuff mm -hmm. um, and he's smart and he's well-read and articulate and his books are his book is very readable and very understandable mm -hmm. but it's part of the a part of me that really like has come to enjoy reading as opposed to like what i said last semester um <laughs> about like madame bovary and whatever yeah, um 
when it's all me, when it's on me, mm-hmm. and I can just sit down and read and try to comprehend things at my own pace, it's a lot more enjoyable for me. Oh yeah. So like what I'm doing is I have a, I have literally I have a highlighter and a, a pencil, and I'll highlight things that I have thoughts about. Like if I have a thought about it, I'll highlight it and I'll mm-hmm. write it in the margin. So then I can come back to it and see what was my train of thought going through this chapter. And it's it's very it's honestly a lot more enjoyable to me than doing a lot of things, um, because it like it helps me. I don't know if it's grow, but it just like get like my 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 being, my thoughts, like whatever goes on in my head out there, mm-hmm. so I can come back to it and like analyze it later. See like, well, why did I based on the experiences I had then? I think this 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 and this. And now with more experience and more insight to like who I think I am or just the world around me, I can either expand on it or change, like change what I have, what I thought. Yeah. But anyways, his, like, that's just how I like got to like reading a little bit more. I, yeah, I totally get that with, um, reading my Bible, which I've been slacking on a little bit lately, which once I started, instead of just like reading it because somebody told me I had to. Mm -hmm. I've been trying to go through like all the Psalms, like read a Psalm a day. And as I go through, like I'll underline things and I'll write a note. Like if, if something catches my eye, like I'll underline it and maybe I'll underline the footnote that goes with it, or I'll write a note yep. in the margin or something. It's a great and it's, it feels more personal that yep. way, as opposed to just like, oh, right, I guess I need to read Jeremiah. Mm-hmm. Well, I like doing that. And I'll, I've done that for some Psalms too. And mm-hmm. like, like when I have devotions and stuff. To I've done that more, and I would like to start doing it more with my, with Bible reading. But one of the things I I guess I picked up like hearing what people do in like writers' rooms and stuff in yeah. Hollywood is you don't take the your first idea, you take your like your third or fourth idea. So like you have your initial reaction, hmm. and then you like you expand on it, and that's what like when you like we think about like things to talk about on this podcast. That's what I do. I look at it and I here's my initial reaction, but then. If it's everything's so much more than that. Oh yeah. Um. So you just you dig deeper and like, well, why do I feel about like this way about this? And sometimes like other things just come to you. And so it's important to dwell on things and get a deeper insight, like and even in your own head, because you it's, mm. it amazes me like what just kind of like thoughts just come, or yeah. just like as opposed to living life on the surface level, which is a very easy thing to do, mm-hmm. especially nowadays. That is that is one thing that I uh, that I do mm-hmm. appreciate about about the, the, this podcast and just us talking it in mm-hmm. general is that, you know, we can have this conversation, but then we like, as time goes on, maybe our opinions don't necessarily change, but we will expand on the thought. They're nuanced. And, yeah. Yeah. They become more nuanced. Yeah. And nuance is the spice of life, as they say. <laughs> yeah. They say, who, is who says? Us. Me. So, I say yeah, that. Just you. Just Quote, you, not no me. Arnold uh, 2019. Is this intellectual property? <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, I was talking about Jordan Peterson. Oh yeah, um, and sorry. His twelve rules for life are just mm-hmm. ways to like. He's a he's not a religious guy really. He did lectures on the Bible, but they're not really Bible based. They're just like they're his insights as a psychologist onto like the Bible and like I don't know morality and stuff like that. It's not very biblical, mm-hmm. but some of it's kind of interesting. You know, like you know, like oh, that's what he thinks about this sort of way. But it's it's a it's very much a self help book. And like the first chapter, which is the only one, like I've read the preface in the first chapter because it's, it's a slow read if you're doing what I'm doing because it's a, it's, it's an easy read, but it's big concepts is a stand up straight with your shoulders back. It's literally just doing that, like what you just did in the room here, like 
standing up straight with your shoulders back and being more like just being confident um even like faking it even like the posture thing reinforces in your brain like this uh what's the what's the drug serotonin Hmm. like or whatever the some confidence drug in your brain yeah um it just it's like that and like like smiling more like it like improves your mood basically the gist of the book is like get you figured out do hard things there's like there's different rules and it's it he he details it very exquisitely but he makes it real in that it's it's very hard yeah it's very hard to do different things when it's so easy to like get in a rut and like stay there yeah it's not even like you're not doing stuff but like it's soon like it becomes routine Mm -hmm. and you can even you can think about it like you walk on a path the same path every day eventually like the path gets lower and lower and lower you end up walking in a ditch yeah it's and it's hard to like fill those like those little potholes in Hmm. and it takes a lot of self-determination and uh stick-to-itiveness and that's i think that's would be very hard for people who don't have a christian motivation even and even it is hard for christian people with a christian motivation to do it just because of your limitations as a human being but i think we just are so benefited as christians because we have a motivation for everything we do Mm -hmm. i can like be bold and like excited to do things at at the job i don't necessarily like or doing the schoolwork i'm not necessarily as into because i'm I, i'm not doing them for me yeah like i i'm not inspired by getting the good grade necessarily or like have like or a deadline or whatever like those things obviously are out like outside influences and it's nice to get things done on time and it's nice to get a good grade but that's not all it's wrapped up that's not it's all it's cracked up to be like mm-hmm. what does that do for me tomorrow when i know i have another deadline or something else what does it for me is that I'm not. I do it not because not because I'm gonna get some personal glory out of it. It's because I get to glorify God because of that. It's, it's I get to praise my Savior who's done everything for me. A person who can't do anything. Mm-hmm. It's so much more impactful, and it's a lot easier to be like, all right, I guess we're doing this, even if it's even if I don't always have a smile on my face. Like yeah. I know I'm not doing it for me. It's so much easier to keep going. When you have a motivation like that, as opposed to, I'm like, I just got to do this. Yeah. I will definitely say that as something that I've struggled with. Like, for example, we're in exam week right now. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you how many times I've said, all right, uh, what exam do I have tomorrow? What grade do I have? How much is the exam worth? Mm-hmm. How much do I care? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's a, ter- that's a terrible attitude to yeah. have. Uh, but it's the easy attitude to yeah. have. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, well, you know, if I've already got a 95 in the class and the exam's worth 10%, uh, I know I can do well enough to get like a 70 to pass. I know I can do well enough to get the pass grade. the exam get itself. The, get the grade you want. And, and therefore, stuff, yeah. yeah, and then it's like, therefore, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I can push it out of my head. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm, and I'm not saying that like doing things from a Christian motivation is easy. By oh, no, means. yeah, I get no, that. No, it's, so, it's very hard. Cause yeah. You're not a perfect, you're not a perfect human being. No. You are, it sucks that you just, you know, like, you know, you just suck. Like, yeah. like everything you do, like, on your own just sucks. Yeah. Like, it's all just like, yeah, I did this and it would look, maybe it look, maybe it would look great from the outside. I hold the door open for mm-hmm. an old lady or whatever, but maybe just because I'm like, I know it makes me feel good about myself. It's yeah. always like, it's not like my motivations are never pure. Oh, no. It's so hard to say that they are like. 
half the time it's because it makes me feel good. I know people like, like, oh, like, look at that guy. And that's like, maybe that's not like the initial thought that comes to my head. Like, oh, I'm doing this so these people think I'm a good person. But like, eh, yeah, I feel like people like, yeah. Yeah. People uh, look at this guy like, oh, he's a good guy. Yeah. But I think when the chips are down and like you're pressed to the wall, like why, why should I even do this? Having that, having a, having a, a Christ-centered motivation brings out so much more joy in what you do. Absolutely. Um, than just doing things for yourself. And then like, it, it just feels better because then I, I do this, I take somebody's couch down, not because I want people to see me as a better person or because I want to feel good about it. I do it because, well, like this is my Christian neighbor mm-hmm. and I want to help them in any way I can. Mm-hmm. It, it just, it, make, it makes you glow a little bit brighter inside knowing you're doing something not for yourself, but for Christ. And there's also like when you're doing things just kind of for yourself, there comes a point where it can just feel hollow. Mm-hmm. It's like, if I'm just doing this for me, like, why do I care? Once you reach that point where it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't yeah. know why well, I like, care. Yeah, you don't necessarily, or you don't even receive all that. Like at a certain point, you might not receive the same personal validation mm-hmm. that you did before. So then like, uh, does it even matter if I do this, if I'm not going to get anything out of it? Yeah. It, yeah, it's a, it's, it'd be very tough to live outside a Christian worldview that when you actually consider how life is, because I feel like it's easy to live life on the surface level, but like, as soon as you start digging deeper, it's, gets very hard and there's not a speck of hope outside of what Christ tells us because everything's, you got to do it for someone, like for a reason mm-hmm. to like make something better or like appease something, but like when the work the work's already been done you know it's it's such a blessing and it makes everything so like obviously life is hard but it makes everything so much easier when you have hope Mm -hmm. and like a sure hope that favorite oxymoron of mine it's a beautiful thing yeah Mm -hmm. that does bring up uh an interesting other kind of person though the people that just kind of do things because those people have to; those people do exist, right? That, like, so just that's stuff. just kind of like I think that's most of peop- most people. I mean, not to say that you're all sheeple and you're just you're just moving with the crowd. No, and, just, but but at some point, it's so much easier just to like do whatever because it's easy, and like not that there's necessarily anything wrong with doing that. Mm-hmm. But at some point, you're, it's, you're just living like you just kind of live life at that level. Like you're just on autopilot a little bit. Um, you don't and, have to, and are you truly truly living at that point? Are you just existing? It's very depressing. Think yeah, about. that's a very depressing mm-hmm. thought. And I guess that, that that's part of the mm-hmm. motivation for uh, like why we do what we do, why you're yeah. trained to be a pastor, why I want to be a teacher. Like there are people out there that don't know these things, that don't know uh, the hope we have in Christ. There, there are people out there that don't know. There are some people that it is like they don't care. Mm-hmm. And there are others that it's not for lack of caring, but they just don't have that. Mm-hmm. Like they just, they haven't found it. How do you preach to the people who don't care though? Cause I'm not going to, I'm not going to argue somebody into faith. Yeah. It's so hard because you can't just like law motivate them. No, not at all. Um, which is like, it's, it's the easy way. And why, yeah. why a lot of churches that claim to be Christian do that. Mm-hmm. Cause like, they're like, if you do this, then this, and that, that's appealing to people. And it's a very tangible thing too. Yeah. It's like, like oh, I can, oh, I can do that. Yeah. But when people just don't care, it's like, how do you talk? Like, how do you even talk to those people who just like, yeah, I'll listen. Like, they'll even listen to you yeah. talk. And they're just like, mm, 
whatever happens happens it's hard to like intrinsically motivate somebody yeah. like with your words and, and that like comes into tricky area because obviously it's not like they make a decision no it's not like that all of a sudden they're like oh, okay i'll i'll do that necessarily so like it comes into tricky waters or mm-hmm. when the bible says like no like no one comes to the father except through jesus christ and through the spirit mm-hmm. it's hard to fully understand like where your role is as a tool in that yeah. we say pre- like, preach the hope that you have you know yeah but at some point people just think like you're hoping that like something depressing doesn't happen you know like yeah that this whole i don't want to go to i don't want to be separated from God and go to hell people just think that's just depressing like that's yeah. just a negative outlook on life mm-hmm. like how do you talk to like it's very hard to talk to those people there's like stop being so negative like look at all those positive things but we just see the world in such different ways yeah. It's a tough thing. Something you like really have to wrestle with. Yeah, but with the out with the the people not caring thing. Like I said, we were going through Revelation. We we're talking about the uh, the you know the church, the letter to the church at Laodicea, and he's like, mm-hmm. "I wish you were hot or cold, but you're lukewarm." And uh, what what's going on? That's kind of. I feel like that's kind of the world today. Yeah. I, like I think people are very open to listening to ideas to some degree. They're open to hearing ideas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're not, but they're not open to like changing the way they are yeah it, like it's weird like to say but like it require it requires thought mm-hmm. like time to be put in it's not something people always have like it's time like time to think or like they're just doing other things or they think they're doing other things like you can go on your phone for hours yeah and just not do anything never like but your mind is stimulated enough though where you don't really think about anything else yeah and that i know like everyone's preached on this but like i like social media sucks <laughs> i know everyone said that but that has no it numbs people yeah that cannot have been like of course there are positive things that have come out of it yeah but like academia you know academia cristo i think is what it's yeah, called yeah that like reaches like a million people oh yeah and, the, the, and i think that's one of the best examples of the what the internet has to offer hmm. for the christian church yeah hmm. oh for anyone i guess yeah. really because Hmm. We want everyone, uh, yeah, but yeah. it's it's sad that like that social media has just become this this, this numbing agent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard to know where to use that as a tool when it's just like I think it's just such a negative has such a negative effect on people mm. a lot of the time. Like, sure, it connects you with people, but it's at some point being connected to people numbs you to like personal interaction and being with like. Mm-hmm. It numbs you to those people even. And like they may say, like something may happen, but then it's only a deal for like a day or two. Like people post these big like reveals or like personal like coming yeah. out, whatever's, or they like tell you like, I was doing this or that I struggled with this for a long time. And you're like, wow, like that's really brave or whatever. But uh, And instead of having an actual conversation about it. Yeah, it's, it's like, yeah, like. And of course there are some times when that is warranted. Mm-hmm. But like. At some point, how many you're so brave can you say when it doesn't just become meaningless? Your, your autocorrect filled word in the in the box. It contributes to this whole like society of indifference. Mm-hmm. It's a very challenging time we live in, Noah. Yeah. It's for sure. It's a very strange thing to trying to and trying to get off that even when you know that that's a problem. Yeah. Uh, for me, there would be times when I just meaninglessly be scrolling through facebook right yeah. i wouldn't be liking anything i wouldn't really be reading anything mm-hmm. i'd just kind of be scrolling mm-hmm. until something caught my eye and then i'd scan it for a little bit and then i'd move on yep and so i was like okay i'm going to delete facebook off my phone 
I'm gonna get that. I'm gonna get that mm-hmm. gone. I'm gonna stop looking at that. Uh, I still have a Facebook because of things like like a bunch of my family. Like we've got like a family group on Facebook, and we've got that like buy sell rent swap mm-hmm. book thing for college. For college, yeah. Like th- those are useful things. But, like now I only go on it for those things. The problem is now my atten- like I still have Instagram and Pinterest and Twitter on my phone. Yeah. And Twitter, I never check. Yeah. Twitter, I use purely for... To respond to all our, our cool listeners. Right? Yeah, I, yeah. I reinstalled Twitter so that I could have that for posting tweets for when episodes go out or whatever. But like that time has just kind of been replaced by scrolling through Pinterest meaninglessly or scrolling through Instagram meaninglessly or Snapchat. Yeah. You know, like I, I don't like half that stuff. Like when mm-hmm. I scroll over to see people's stories, I'm like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. And then I start scrolling down Yep. through mm-hmm. all that all that nonsense and garbage. Yep. And I wish that I could block that. Yeah. Because I still want to see my friends' stories. But I also, and I still it's want to be, be it's like, become so much more. Yeah. yeah. And I still want to be able to communicate with them. Because some people, like, the only way they communicate is Snapchat, which I think is very strange, but mm-hmm. it's whatever, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an easy and, interconnected group chat. Yeah. That but, too. The group chats are very easy to do with Snapchat, which mm-hmm. is very nice. But it's, it's a very frustrating thing having that there. And then it's a very, you have to be motivated. You have to be, you can't just zone out and do that. Yeah. I'm of half a mind as I get older, just like get rid of the smartphone just because a lot of the, the numbness like that gets like that sometimes is associated with those things. It started like once I got a smartphone, like I started feeling less motivated and stuff. I mean, I was getting older too, like, and becoming more of a teen mm-hmm. and just growing up and stuff, but like so much easier just to not do anything productive when you can just go scrolling or play games on your phone or whatever. And I'm just, at some point, I just, I hate doing it so much. I just want to get rid of it. And I just like it, but I know I can't because everybody's on it. Exactly. And that's the other thing. It's like, it, they trapped us. I want to get they rid of Snapchat. Us. I want to get rid of Snapchat so bad, mm. but like, I've got so many group chats on there and it makes it, and maybe it's just us making excuses. I do wonder that sometimes if it's just me making excuses for myself, like, oh, no, I can't get rid of this because of this and this and this, Yep, I you know, feel that. but it's, it makes it more frustrating for other people to try to contact me. Yep. So like, like do does I, that, am I going to cut myself off? Yeah. Or if it's not easy to contact me because if, if everything's so easy for everybody else, am mm-hmm. I just going to be so much more difficult to get in contact with? But like at some point I just, I don't post on anything. I just look at stuff. Yeah. I just don't care at some point. And I know like that's like, that's, I get a lot of like, you get news and just like updates on people's lives mm-hmm. through that more than like just talking to them yeah. or I wish we would, I wish life would, I don't know. I wish life would slow down. A bit I, more. I have thought about essentially getting rid of my smartphone for the summer. Mm-hmm. It's something that I've considered because there's something that I miss about like when I get back to school and I see all my friends again and I'm like, Hey, like, how was your summer? And I'm not like, Oh yeah, I saw you do this and this and this and this. And I saw it. I saw everything that you did. Yeah, it was great. And that's about it. Yeah, exactly. Like I want to, and of course it hasn't taken all of that away completely because you don't get the whole story on, on Snapchat or on your, your, your Instagrams or your Facebooks, but there's something about not having that constant instant communication with everyone that makes 
personal interaction more feel mm-hmm. better, feel more genuine. Yeah. No, I like, I've realized so much as I've grown up. I don't like, it's like, I like talking to people directly and I like talking to people in very small groups, like no more than four, like small group settings, like up to like six, seven, eight are just hard for me. Cause like, it's hard to like, cause you can't like get your thoughts out to everybody. Yeah. Or like there's all these other side conversation and what's going on. And like, you never, you're not like, you're not a part of everything. And then not everybody's a part of what you have to contribute to. So then like, that's just like, as a socially awkward person, just not something I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. Like when you can, everyone can be heard and contribute and have the floor when they need to. Like that's a lot more attractive and a lot easier for me to do. It's a lot easier for me to do one-on-ones with people. I open up a lot more. Yeah. Cause those you, things. Yeah. You can get to that point a lot more quickly because it's not eight people trying to tell their story. It's yeah. Two, three, four, mm-hmm. like that. That makes everything so much. Or like, yeah, I, I just, and if I'm in like a, a bigger small group situation, I'll call it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I never, I hardly ever say anything, just because there's so much going on. Like, I just like I have to yeah. take it all in. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's so much um, to listen to. There's, there's, there's just too many points of contact from people who want to say more things, and that's not a detraction on them or mm-hmm. an insult to those people. That's just like they just talk more, want to talk more, and that's perfectly fine. And that's that's who those people are. Yep, it's fine. And I'm just not. So it it makes it hard to like get to know people that unless you have that personal interaction time, it's mm-hmm. very hard for me to, to like make friends like that unless I have some of that, or at least be like more than surface level friends. And that that is something that I wonder about is with people that just kind of do that all of the time. Mm-hmm. Is I wonder how close of friends they are with anyone and that's not to say that they that they aren't close friends Mm. with anyone and that's not to say that that's a bad thing that you can do that but from my limited experience with within my head yeah we we, i think we share a similar mindset there i find it tough to see how some of those people can have these kind of deep relationships with some people this is my musing this is what i think people do they're able to talk to people in like in a in a broader setting and they've like you feel a connection with somebody like on a, as a surface level friend mm. and but then they're more willing to hang out with them one-on-one or like in a smaller setting because of that yeah so then you can't you you are with some people you are able to form a deep relationship because you're willing to go that extra step and go like actively go out and pursue a, a closer knit mm. get together with them because like if you already see them like as a friend and are more willing, like if you're more outgoing and like in a bigger group, naturally you're going to be more outgoing with like people more individually too. So then you'll form a deeper relationship with them like that. But I'm just not like, if I, I, I don't hang out with a lot of people just cause I need to like be comfortable around them. Yeah. And I don't get that unless I spend a lot of time with them. It's a bit of a catch 22. Yeah. So I don't know. That's my observation of more extroverted people that i just came up with in the last 15 seconds so probably wrong like most things so i I feel like that's a lot of that's a lot of what our conversations are probably Uh, wrong about most things that's probably wrong but you know just kind of sometimes we're just spouting nonsense but Mm -hmm. we try yeah we try and i find conversations like this a lot more helpful than me just kind of sitting in my room and thinking about these things on my own it's nice to have it it's like we did that when we were doing Latin this year. We talked about this. It's nice to have like a, 
a brick wall to bounce your ideas off of. Yeah. Because then, like, that will occasionally yeah. throw the yeah, ball because, back like, at you. Yeah, because, like, like I said right at the beginning, like, everybody has different experiences and mm-hmm. different perspectives on things. Um, and that's very helpful as opposed to just listening to your own perpetual thoughts. Unless, like, unless you're growing more mm-hmm. and, like, learning new things and getting more insight. Yeah. Like, then your, like, perspectives and ideas change just because, like, as a consequence of that. And, like, your deeper thoughts will reflect that. But other people, like, you can get that quickly from people who just have experienced different things than you yeah and look at the world in a slightly different way so personal relationships are important get a friend get a friend and don't just don't all that you do is text with them that frustrates me is people that are like like just text all the time i'm so bad at that i feel bad for my girlfriend really yeah because like i just terrible at that especially like when like we're gone at like away on break and stuff Mm -hmm. and that's all we the only way we can contact each other yeah i'm so bad at it I'm so bad at phone conversations too. I feel bad for my mom because, like, what do I say? I get that. I just, I, I, it's so much more enjoyable for me to like see somebody's reaction mm-hmm. and like hear their laugh, like in my, like their real laugh in my own ears, yeah, and all that sort of stuff. And you can just kind of feel getting closer too, mm-hmm. or it's like you can feel like the like the barriers with like new friends like just start to fall. Like you can be more open with them, joke around with them more. Yeah. Phone calls, I don't have as much of that with, okay. but like texting, I find it tough to text. And and some people that mm-hmm. I've texted in the past can attest to this, mm-hmm. that I take a surprisingly long amount of time to respond because I have to make sure that everything is worded correctly. Yeah. If I'm just having a conversation with somebody like you, like I can kind of spitball. And if I say a wrong thing and you give me a look, like I can see what's up there, but if I text a wrong thing and they give that text a look, like I don't see that. Mm-hmm. And uh, is it necessarily a thing that they will bring up and be like, "Hey, you said this thing. Like, yeah. what's up? Yeah. Well, like, w- what did you mean well, there?" Like tone is just so so lost yeah. in text, sarcasm, exactly. like humor, all that stuff is just like there are like obviously there's different types of humor over messages like that. Mm-hmm ever instant messaging or just like the written word in general but like if it's so instant it's all it it replaces like conversation like just face-to-face conversation like you lose a lot of that personal the personal touch your nuances your voice inflection all that sort of stuff it's just lost behind the wall of electric messaging i also don't feel like the person that i i text as is like me necessarily either (laughs) like i i just i go about it a little bit differently when i like i write things but when it's it's like a hybrid of like my writing skills and like my conversational like, skills. Yeah, my conversational skills hmm. in a way that just like feels primitive a little bit and like just not huh, a little me. bit. <laughs> you got me there. Gotcha. So I don't, I just don't like it. I like just talking to people more. Yeah. And obviously you can't do that nowadays. Yeah. Like when everybody's connected, but not close. Yeah. And there are certain occasions when you just can't do that. Yeah. But it, like I called my, like had to call my mom on Mother's Day. Yeah. I just dated. You say, you say had to, like it was a, a burden to talk to your mom. No, like no. I, I, I know it's that's not. not, a, it's not a bur- I know that's but not. But here's how the thing: you... I was motivated for a different reason. Like because I like I want to call my mom. So like like in my inner being, I have to. Like yeah. it wouldn't feel right not to. Yeah. So it's not like my mom's forcing me to call her, or yeah. I'm obligated by some it's outside like, reason. Oh, I want to call. call. I want to call my mom so much so that it would feel wrong not to. Yeah. And that's like that conversation that we just had right there. Like I got what you meant. Yeah. But I was kind of playing a little joke off of it. Like if you had said, yeah, I had to call my mom the other day. If you texted me that, like I had to call my mom the yeah, other well, day. Yeah, what do I mean, right? Yeah. Like 
in my head that's like that's like you're frustrated with like, yeah, right, like yeah, it's something, sorry, it's something you have to do not necessarily right. something you want yeah, to it's do it's like yeah i'm sorry i had to call my mom or yeah i'm sorry i, I had to call my mom yeah um and like yeah, it could be could mean trouble could mean i'm mad yeah so it, it's so lost like it's it's the same words but yeah. just said differently language is interesting so oh, language is very interesting and mm-hmm. that end uh or like if you've got something super important to talk about and it's like I don't want to. I don't want to text that. Or First like, off, because it's very annoying to read a huge block of text. Yeah. Mm. And second, because it's so much easier to do everything conversationally. Yeah. There was a former friend of mine, current friend of mine, still friends. Former. We were still friends. <laughs> he got demoted to buddy. Look, I haven't. I haven't <laughs> talked to her in a long time. Uh, really. Do you Not know like the Tamagotchi actually... levels of friendship? No. It's, I think it's acquaintance, buddy, friend, best friend. Really? Yeah. I think that's what it was. So he got demoted from friend to buddy. That's what I'm getting from you. I mean, we, we don't talk much anymore. Yeah, I know, um, I know those In friends. any case, there were a couple times where I had to send, like, just huge blocks of text. Yep. But on her end, they'd come off, like, they'd come across as, like, five separate texts, and they'd come in at different times. Oh, uh, yeah. And they'd yeah. be scattered. Mm-hmm. So, like, so there we... got to a point where she was just kind of like, uh-huh, yeah, and, like, didn't actually read it, which I get to a point. Uh, like I, I understand that, and mm-hmm. this didn't come out till later. So I was like, "Serious? All right. Yeah. I guess. I, I guess there's nothing I can do about it now. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's another one of those things where, as great as technology is, there are certain points that you get to where it's like, do I really want to? Yeah. At, at some point, you're like, you're just like writing letters, mm-hmm. basically. But it's just so fast, and like, it's so much more swayed by people's like instant emotions. Yeah. To to what you said. Because you text something or then like it comes off the wrong way or the wrong word got yeah. autocorrected or whatever there. And then all of a sudden like that instant reaction is how you re- like react to it. Yeah, it's yeah, not how you it's how you respond. Yeah. And you don't let it like fester. Ruminate. Like ruminate fester within you. Like you don't I like let it the word grow. fester. Like sometimes it's fester. Like it ruminates. It yeah. grows. Let's just use ruminate. It grows within like within you and like it comes out differently when it's like a slower conversation or yeah. like, a, like through a letter is kind of what I'm the picture mm-hmm. i'm trying to go with right now like you don't get time to like process it you just kind of respond as opposed to like when you talk conversationally you can tell like different voice yeah. inflections of what people mean and like even if they get the wrong word that's like you can ask them about it yeah like, or like you can sometimes you can just kind of infer from context yeah like mm-hmm. oh that's what you meant yeah uh when you said the wrong thing mm-hmm. but it's fine because we get yeah, it exactly um but with the letters thing that's a letters are an interesting form of communication i think yeah. because it's there's this anticipation that comes with getting mm. a letter and there's this kind of and maybe it's just a modern thing because communication has become so instant yeah but there's this kind of i don't want to say sacredness but that you get what i mean yeah it takes that, it, take, it takes time to write a letter yeah, there's something special that comes with writing a letter it's like you want to take your time you want to you're not just going to like scroll something in slap it in an envelope and, and throw it off sometimes, the wind. sometimes you do if it's like less important but if it's like an actual like conversational letter yeah as opposed to just like i don't even know <laughs> i don't write letters that much no neither do i but it's yeah there's some there's something special about that and i i like mm-hmm. that as opposed to like this texting thing and the other thing about the other thing about texts that bothers me and i'm not i feel like i've told you about this is texts are very easily like missed or ignored yeah like it, whether uh mm-hmm. whether maliciously or otherwise it's like if you're having a conversation with someone and it's like just 
back and forth, but then it's like, oh, they didn't respond. And then maybe it's just me being like paranoid me, but it's like, well, what what did I say wrong? Yeah, right. What happened here? Mm-hmm. Did yeah. they, did, did something it, go there's wrong There's so much here? inference behind like text messages. Like, and like, it's, it's, it's one it's thing bad. if I'm like, oh, I know they had to go to work at four or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to be responding after that yeah. for the next couple hours. It's another thing if I have no idea. Yeah. And then it just kind of ends. Yeah. But it's so instant. Like you just like, there's no like resolution or you just, so. And it's, then, like, it's like it's a snowball just kind of rolling mm-hmm. down a hill and then it just smacks into a tree and it's like, oh, I guess it's done. Yeah. Something like that. Or like a, you know, I was running a cross country race and I just hit a, like I hit a literal wall, not like a figure. I guess we're, yeah. It's like, okay. I guess it's we're like, oh, there's a brick wall here. I guess the race is over. Mm-hmm. I thought there was another like 2K to go, but. Or like, yeah, you're like. All right. It's like, yeah, it's having a conversation and you're just like leaving. It, like it's yeah. literally, it's literally what it is. Like, and you're just like leaving, like if they just like disappear and you're like, okay, like what, what did I say? Yeah. And it, yeah, it's not even like, and it's a you, bunch, it's, it's always, always like you say that and then I walk and then, up and get but out then, the and door. And then I have to think, what did you do when you saw that or didn't see it? Yeah. Like, how did you react to that? Yeah. Some people are certainly better about that than others. And it depends mm-hmm. on who I'm texting as well. Like, I know some people are just bad about that. Yeah. Me. Like, that, like, that's just how they, like, it's, they won't, and they won't text back uh, for a couple hours. And I just know that's who they are. I'm like, all right, cool. Mm-hmm. But there are other people where I know, and that's something that comes along with getting to know someone and getting to know how they text as well. It's like, I know something's wrong if... Blink if whatever happens. If like if you're left unread, I'm like, hey, this, and then it's like, which is one reason why I don't use. Uh, I try not to use Snapchat. Yeah. For communication, because they, they I don't can... have I don't have an iPhone, mm-hmm. so I don't get read receipts. Like read receipts, yeah. And I read, read receipts. Read read receipts. Yeah. Uh, read, read receipts. Read receipts. It's spelled the same way. So like when you look and it says R E A D seven oh six, you say read. Yeah, I read it as read. Read seven oh six. No, look, I read that as read. Like they read then it. Why at is this it? Time. Why is it read receipts? Because it's when you read it. When they oh, when they, when read, they read it. it. See, look, because it's uh, okay. I'm wrong. I think I'm in the wrong here. But I'm still gonna keep calling them read receipts because it's harder to change my habit than to. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's an inconsequential thing, most of the time. Okay. So read receipts. It's it's a big step as a person to admit you're wrong. No, I'm very proud of you. <laughs> Thanks, Bit. You're welcome. Uh, so red receipts. That feels wrong in my mouth. Say gonna... say say that again. My stomach's been growling, and I just made a really loud noise. Sorry. I probably might have got picked up on the mic. I'm gonna leave probably that in. didn't. So red receipts, which feels wrong in my mouth, but I'm gonna keep saying it. It's right. I don't like red receipts because, like, then I know if, or at least I think I know mm-hmm. if someone has seen it and then they've ignored it. There's so it. much inference behind it. That's what I've been saying. Because there's always that chance, like, cause, and I've had this happen before. They see it and then they, they're start they're starting to think of a response and then they fall asleep. Yeah. It's, no, not, that, that, it's, it's not so, that they it's hate such, you. And you always think of it in such a negative light yeah. too. Like, oh, they just, why did they leave me like that? Like, you think they see it. Why and did you leave me? Right, yeah. Come back, please. And it, yeah, it's not necessarily that they hate you. Or that they hate what right? you said. But that's what you think. Exactly. And maybe that's just us. Maybe we... But I feel like that's more people than none. More than meets the eye. Transformers. I just Are we gonna get sued? Probably. But maybe we're off key, so we're probably fine. 
Oh, it's probably. Okay. It's that was a parody of the Transformers. Yeah, because I added that extra little line at the end. And now it's and I called it a parody, which is like the Weird Al law or whatever. So if you call it a parody, then it's art. That's so fine. Yeah, this is art. I'm if so, it's not a parody, is it still art? I'm not talking about art today. <laughs> We're not I have, about I have art. a quote about art maybe for a different time. Really? But yeah. Well, I've been I'm intrigued for when we get back from okay. the summer. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll get back to this summer. Maybe we'll get this out before the summer ends. Get about before September ends. Wake me on up. that note uh this has been the second episode of the illogical uh, can you say it because i can't say it obviously uh this has been the second episode of illogically sound there we go uh i think yeah, i think that's a good note to end on yeah uh, you can you can find us on twitter at ill sound podcast <laughs> once so, again so stupid we're gonna it's we're so gonna make stupid. fun of this every time until this becomes nah, everybody knows everybody yeah. knows right if you're listening for this oh, second two episode. people that follow us or whatever oh Three yeah people? oh yeah i don't know <laughs> I'm one of them. <laughs> I know. I think we have, I think we have three followers so far on Twitter. Bless your soul. Yeah. Right. Besides, probably, like probably one of bots those, that try to follow yeah, us those, for those naughty accounts. Yeah. yeah. Those. Oh, I get so many of those on Instagram, and it bothers me so much. I'm like, get out, get out. Mm. Get, I don't want this. Mm. They're not real women, though. No. no Just to let I, you know. Just to let you know. I like to think they are real women, and they That's actually so like to sad. talk to me. <laughs> I have this. I had this same conversation with like three women. It's weird how so connected people are these days. Yeah. Right? Crazy. It's, uh, it's weird how strange and robotic they sound, and how they don't actually respond to my questions. They just kind of want to get their agenda across. And you know what? I respect that. Mm-hmm. I respect that. Got to respect women. Yeah. Got to respect women. Rule That's, number two. What's rule number one? You'll find out next time. <laughs> uh, yeah. So at Ill Sound Podcast on Twitter, illogically sound podcast at gmail dot com. If you want to email in. We don't have a P.O. box if you want to. P.A.O. box. A P.A.O. What does P.A.O. stand Pow. for? Pow. Pew. A postal. Like, what, what is P.O.? Is it post office box? Probably. Just... A, probably just post office box. Another thing we're probably wrong about. <laughs> yeah. Don't write a report. It's if, not like if, a P.O. box. If you want to learn things, read a book. Yeah, don't, don't, don't quote don't us. Don't quote us. I'm we're, so sorry, everyone. Yeah, we can't Google anything. We, we don't know anything and we can't Google anything. That should be the tagline of this podcast. We don't, that's actually a pretty good one. We can't Google anything. We don't know anything. Welcome to Illogically Sound. <laughs> yeah. cool. All right. Well, I guess, uh, I guess I've been Noah Arnold. Uh, I really don't know who else I would be. And I'm pretty sure I've been Jacob Donaldbitter. So. And, and that's episode number two. All right. Thank you. Have a good rest of your day. Yeah. Yeah, you too. Were you talking to me or the listener? Definitely not you, know. <laughs> Darn. Uh, well, I hope the listeners have a good day, too. Yeah. Signing off. 